Well, welcome to the Cup for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay. I'm joined by Eric Stearns, and today we're digging into my message from Sunday, which was the start of a new message series called Set Free, and we talked specifically on Sunday about how we are set free to live. Um, We talked a little bit today about what that meant, uh, a couple of quotes from the sermon that needed to get expanded on, and just the nature of what it means to be living free in Jesus' name. So let's get into it. Sounds good. I like this passage so much because, mm-hmm. I mean, he says, no, don't, don't fall under the yoke of slavery again, mm-hmm. um, and you're, you're set free, but that doesn't mean you get to do, I mean, essentially he says it doesn't mean you get, you get to do what, yeah. whatever the hell you want. Just, exactly. You know, yes. and I just love that mm-hmm. because I think people get the idea, and I've thought about this a lot too, like are we good Christians if we don't go to every single thing that the church has going on or... Mm-hmm. or or we, you know, if, if we're not giving everything up and going and we're all missionaries for the rest of our lives, right. are we good Christians? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this passage really answers that question for us, that we are all called to do different things. Yes. And we are free to choose mm-hmm. based on the personalities that God gave us. Mm-hmm. What, what's going to, what are we going to do to serve God? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. and that's why I love this passage so much. Yep. Hold that thought for next week. Oh, okay, um, perfect. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I also really appreciate that that facet of this. I mean, Paul is making such a big emphasis on the fact that Jesus' resurrection means that we do not have to live like Paul was living life. Mm-hmm. Our lives are something very much different because of the resurrection of Jesus. Like those are that is a major major thing in all, in the life of the Christian is coming to the realization that. Not only did Jesus die for me, Jesus lives for me. Mm-hmm. Not only does Jesus die for me, Jesus lives so that I can live too. You know, and I just think that that's so important. And I, I know I focused the main bulk of the sermon on on Galatians five one, but I also thought that reading um, verses thirteen and fourteen was so important because of that very fact. Like Paul says, do not use this as an excuse for self indulgence. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we're set free in Christ, but yet we are still we're set free in Christ. Like those, those words together matter. Mm-hmm. Like, but so we can't just, you know, well, I'm free so I can just, you know, whatever, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, treat my neighbor badly or, you know, do things that are antithetical to the call of Jesus Christ on our lives. Mm-hmm. We can't be a, be a crappy person and then just say, well, I'm free no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, so Pastor Steph, um, with whom I've planned some sermons before, was at my house after church today, and we were talking about the sermon because, you know, pastors, that's what mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what came to mind for her today in the sermon was Paul telling the church in Rome, um, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Absolutely not. You know, we should, we, we ask for forgiveness for sin and experience the grace of Jesus Christ, but we have to strive to be better. Mm-hmm. We have to strive to do better. Yeah. Well, and it was like, okay, when um, the the Jewish leaders brought the adulterer, was she mm-hmm. an adulterer? Yep. Brought her, yep, to Jesus and then cast the first stone, blah, blah, blah. And, but then at the end, Jesus says, go and sin no more. It's right. the same thing. Yep. We can't just do whatever we want. Exactly. Be a terrible person. Right. And mm-hmm. still, you know, still claim that we're followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, so one of the things that I cut from while I was writing the message was kind of along those same lines. You know, the, the quote from Bob Schultz's story, and I was so glad I was able to use that story because it just really illustrated um, a great point um, of, you know, we fall in love with Jesus and then we can do whatever we want to. Mm-hmm. And that's great, but like, that, like I said, I said very briefly in the message, we fall in love with Jesus first. The order matters quite a deal. We can't just do whatever we want to and then along the way fall in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, we fall in love with Jesus. And what we find is that little by little, what we want to do are the things that Jesus has called us to do. Mm-hmm. We are transformed by the love of Jesus. We are transformed by our freedom in Christ that we realize, oh, I want to do the right things. I want to do faithful things. I want to do things that bring me to a deeper understanding of who God is in my life and what that means for me in, in, in the in course of my actions. You know, and so it's not just a matter of, you know, complete relativity where we do whatever we want to and ask for God's forgiveness in the end. No, we fall in love with Jesus, fall in love with what Jesus has called us to do and be, and then we do whatever we want, which is, you know, the things that Jesus has called us to do. Yep. It's like God's forgiveness isn't here to clean us of being a terrible person. Right. It's mm-hmm. to fix the problems that we had along the way mm-hmm. while striving to be like him. Yes. Yep. There's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely agree. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, the freedom, and the there is a way that we do, in fact, bring ourselves under a yoke of slavery again. Like, this is what Paul was reacting against. Mm-hmm. The Galatians, you know, Paul was there for a while, taught for a while, helped them to grow as deep roots as they possibly could in that time, but yet his call was to go forth and, and do other things. And so he raised leaders up, but they got enticed by these Judaizers, um, basically, is what, what scholarship calls them. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted people to live a Christian faith just more Jewishly, mm-hmm. um, and the Galatians got caught up in that. And they changed, and they reverted, and you know they kind of, just are, kind of started to slide backwards. And so Paul has to write and react so strongly because things are going so far off course. And he says, you know, do not submit to a yoke of slavery once again. And I picked a little bit up on that on the, in the message on Sunday of, you know, we, we, we put ourselves under the yoke of slavery. We put ourselves under rules that aren't necessarily rules that have to be followed, but yet we think that they do. Um, and so the couple of the ones that I highlighted are, you know, different denominations and different Bible translations and things that get said and done in front of a pastor before you realize that you're standing in front of a pastor and then you all of a sudden clean up your act, mm-hmm. which is just so inauthentic. And please don't do that. Like, we're, <laughs> we're actual people. We can handle it. It's, it's mm-hmm. going to be fine, you know? Um, well, it's like that <clears throat> people almost think that you have a more direct line to God or oh, something. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Which obviously is not true. I've heard that so many times. It's just... <laughs> Oh, if you were if you, if we were all praying for rain, don't you have a better connection than we do? I mean, not really. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still just a Christian person, but I'm living. I mean, I am living into my call the same way that you live into your call. It's just that my call was to this, and yours isn't, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But that doesn't put me on any other higher standing than anybody else. Right. Yeah. One of the things that I thought of that I didn't put in the message is around some of the language that we use. Um, you know, people are like, well, you just cuss. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. That's not what that means. 
um, taking the Lord's name in vain is like taking on his name when we say we're going to do something and then don't. Like, I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. I've just sworn to God that I'm going to kill you. That's a problem. And I'm, cause I'm mm -hmm. obviously not going to do that. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. Saying the letters that have the crooked letters in them is not necessarily sinful. It's not the best way to sound like an educated person. And so people tend to stay, steer away from those words. But I do not think that just, you know, stubbing your toe and saying shoot, but not shoot mm -hmm. is, you know, that just did it. You know, saying crap or darn or, you know, a word that's somehow worse than that. That's not taking the Lord's name in vain. That's one of the rules that we have made that isn't necessarily, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things that we absolutely have to do to be a good Christian. Yeah. Good Christians don't talk like that. Mm -hmm. What do you do to be a good Christian? What do I do to be a good Christian? Honestly, one of the things that I do that, that I try to make the biggest effort towards is leading my kids by example. Mm. By if I'm telling them to treat someone fairly or nicely, I also need to do that because they just do whatever we do. You know, right. since my kids are six, four, and two, if I start yelling, they start yelling. Mm -hmm. If I start, you know, slacking and, and not taking care of my dishes or, you know, whatever that might be, right. they do the same thing. Yep. And so when it comes to my faith, if I treat someone poorly and they see me do that, they're going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that I try to do um, is always feel like I have my kids watching me. Yeah. You know, it's yep. one thing. I like tangible things. Sure. Jesus isn't always tangible, yep. you know? Definitely. So knowing that Jesus was watching me, for some reason it, you know, doesn't register the same as when if my kids sure. are watching me, um, which I think is the same for a lot of people. Sure. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing that I like to do is always treat people like my kids are watching me because nice. I don't want them to be, you know, I know how I want them to end up. And, sure. and, and um, I've, I've heard a statistic that 70% uh, of a child's conditioning is done by the, like the age of 12. Hmm. I've hmm. got a long ways to go. Yeah, you're halfway there. I'm halfway there with one, one of, of them. them. Yep. So... Um, mm -hmm. another thing that I have really lacked on until recently was spending a lot of time in the Bible or daily time in the Bible. And I've really mm -hmm. tried to do more of that because mm -hmm. I've always, I've always had a Christian background. So I've always had, you know, I've always believed in God, yep. but I believed in God from the children's sermon type level. Mm. You know? Yeah, I love that. But I've never, until recently, honestly, within the last year, sure, I haven't dug deep into the Bible like I have now mm. and really read what I believe. Yep. You know, and I yep. think a lot of people, you know, so it's always been what I hear in sermons and what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people make decisions only based on what they hear. They don't make decisions based on what they've, actually researched and understood themselves mm, mm -hmm. you know and and if all we do is make decisions based on what we hear are we really making our own decisions right yeah 
And Christianity isn't about groupthink, in my opinion. Mm. I think that our religion is is individualized almost, you know? Sure. And so I I try to read it and understand it for myself because sure. I think differently than you do, and that's yep. always the way it's going to be. Yep. And so I need to read and understand it for myself and how I feel about mm-hmm. you know yep, about definitely. things. So those are two things that I nice. I felt. How about yeah. you? That's a good question. I like that. Yeah. So for so, you, what what do you do to feel yeah. like you're a good Christian? Yeah, definitely. So um, I would also echo um, being in the Word. Um, I just I I have that has grown in such importance as, as I'm a pastor. Like mm-hmm. it was always important. I was always maybe not the best at it, but now that I'm in the Word, you know, not just for what I'm preaching. Like, it was so easy when I was in college. Oh, yeah, I'm taking Jesus and the Gospels this semester. So, so of course, I'm going to read the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Or I'm taking the letters of Paul, so I'm going to be reading the letters of Paul. Mm-hmm. Or I'm taking Hebrews to Revelation or my Old Testament elective courses. Like, those grounded me in such a way that I know that I've read it. But yet, now that I'm a pastor, and, like, it would be so easy for me to just say, well, yeah, I'm preaching off of Galatians this week. I'm going to read four or five commentaries on this one little section. I'm in the Word. Am I, though? Mm-hmm. Like, I am looking for something specific when I'm doing, preparing to preach. I'm not looking for my own discipleship and my own growth when I'm looking for something to preach. And so mm-hmm. it has become so increasingly important for me to be in the Word for myself yeah, I'm reading, right, like right now I'm rereading the letters of Paul. And not because I'm preaching out of Galatians, but because that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like we started reading the book of Romans in our men's Bible study. And so I've read the book of Romans and then I've just been kind of going from there. Like I'm in a season of rereading Paul and rehashing some of those things that I've read a long time ago and studied a long time ago with more mature eyes. And also mm-hmm. just from a different, like I'm, I'm, I'm in a different place in my life. And so do those same words mean what they meant when I was a sophomore in college? And then the other thing, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll echo family as well, but like, um, and then not just because I brought these, and the, but I, the Faith Five Home Love. Mm-hmm. Like we are insistent on um, that we do highs and lows at, at meals. Mm-hmm. We do best, it's best part of the day and bad part of the day, but we do it every evening meal that we have together. We did it at lunch today because we had friends around the table that wanted to do it with us. Um, but, you know, that part of it has become so important. And at night, Auden has started, we, we do, um, both boys get to pick a book, because I do, I do stories with the boys. Both boys get to pick one book. And right now, Auden has been picking his children's Bible every mm. night. So we read a story from the Bible together every night, and we talk about it every night. And then we read, uh, as our closing book, we read a book called Goodnight God, which is basically a, a, a bedtime prayer, mm-hmm. just in flipbook form. Um, and so... Those are, you know, those have become important for me in, in leading my children um, to, a, to a faithful response. Do you ever think about, this might be a rabbit trail, yeah. but do you ever think about the weight that it really is raising children? Every day. You know, you think about, like, what we do makes such a huge impact on their next, however, however long they're going to be on this earth. Yeah. And then, honestly, after that, yeah, you know, what we do today, and I just mm-hmm. think about that all the time. Yes. Yep. How easy it is to screw that up? Oh, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like there are definite exceptions to this, but I do know there are a lot of PKs, pastors, kids Mm. that when they grew to adulthood have nothing to do with the church. And like part of that is because church can hurt. But part of that also is, is because, you know, they, as pastor, parent was too busy. It's not any different than someone in any other occupation that sure. demands a lot of them. Yep. If you don't make, if you don't make your children a priority, yep. it doesn't matter what you do mm-hmm. for a living. Yeah. Like it's still, it's all about making your children a priority. Yep. So what's next week? Yeah, bring? so we are in this Set Free series uh, now until the day of Pentecost. And so Sunday we're going to be exploring uh, what it means to be set free to serve. Um, you know, we live in such a society, in such a world that, that service is really not our default position. And so we are set free by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are set free to go forth and live and go forth and serve. Um, the disciples, for their entire time with Jesus, they were sent out a couple of different times, but that was about it because they were busy learning and watching and observing the ministry of Jesus, watching the things that Jesus did after the resurrection and especially after the ascension. They were called forth. They were called forth. Jesus says, Jesus said to them on the, on right before the ascension, you will be my witnesses. This relationship is changing. This, this how you function is changing. And so through the resurrection, we are still called to learn and still called to grow, but added to that, we are also called to do the things that Jesus has done and greater things than these, is what Jesus said in the Gospel of John. Um, And so we're going to be exploring what it means to be set free to serve, that we are set free from the expectations of those around us that live differently to be servants in in a world that is not necessarily built for that. That sounds good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Me too. Well, thanks for joining us in this week's Cut for Time podcast. Join us again next week in person or online, and then back here for the podcast next week. Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.